This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. It is uh, 6.06. Thanks for joining us on the all-new This Morning. It's Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre. When's the last time you gave blood? Mm-hmm. Um, Do you give blood? Well, uh, Canadian Blood Services is hoping that you will roll up your sleeve and donate some blood this summer to help out uh, patients in need. There's a massive need this year, like 10,000 appointments that need to be booked in Edmonton alone. Uh, Here's a staggering statistic. One out of two people can donate, likely, you know, statistically. You know how many people actually do donate? So it's one in two can. One in 81 Mm. actually do. So you can understand where there's a bit of an issue. Are are there more issues at play here? Let's check in with Seamus Neeson, who's a territory manager for Canadian Blood Services, joining us on this morning. Uh, Good day, Seamus. How are you? Uh, Good morning, my friends. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) It's nice to have you on, Seamus. Uh, When you talk, when we look at the need here, we take just how desperate it is. I mean, can you spread it out or, you know, expand on a little bit on why uh, there are so many uh, appointments that need to be filled? Well, I think the three biggest reasons why the numbers are so high is during COVID, our numbers went up drastically in terms of people that were coming in to donate because... I mean, basically, there was nothing else to do. So we had people that were coming in to donate blood. A lot of people were coming in to donate blood for the first time. And when you talk to these people, they're just shocked and uh, kind of feeling guilty that they hadn't been doing it longer. When they realized how easy it was to donate blood, I think uh, one of the fears that people have got, uh, besides the fear of blood and needles, is that it's the unknown. They don't know what to expect, so they're hesitant to do so. And then when they make that first blood donation, they realize very quickly that it really isn't a big deal, and they could have been doing it for years. Did did the pandemic change, though, after it started to, to wind down? Did people's habits go back to the way they were before, or had they been changed? That's an excellent question, and they actually, and I'm sad to say this, uh, once the uh, the restrictions left and the world seemed to go back to normal, uh, the numbers went down again. And the reason for that is that unless you have a personal uh, relationship with the need for blood, unless you know someone or you yourself need blood, a lot of times it just doesn't come to mind. So that, that stat that you gave earlier, about one in two Canadians are eligible to donate blood, but only one in 81 actually do is quite accurate. And for people that don't know whether or not they are eligible to donate blood, because a lot of people just don't, they just don't know, uh, the easiest way to do it is go to our website. It's blood.ca, and we have an eligibility quiz there where we ask some basic questions, and based on those answers, a person can quickly find out whether or not they can or cannot donate blood. What It's been a long, Seamus, don't get mad at me here. It's been a long time since I've donated blood. I think I was like maybe in high school, so a very, very long time. Um, what is the experience like for people who are wondering, you know, when you go in, um, what does that hour or whatever, how long it takes, what do they go through? 
Well, I'm glad you asked. And uh, I think a lot of uh, people, once they find out it takes an hour, they automatically jump to the fear that the needle is in their arm for an hour. And that's, <laughs> that is not true whatsoever. A lot of that hour is just people waiting to hear their name being called. Uh, there is a screening process. And uh, we, we kind of go over the, the guidelines and the eligibility of people that can and cannot donate blood based on the questionnaire that they answer. But the actual donation with the needle in your arm, on average, takes between 5 and 15 minutes. And the person's got a little control over that because the more hydrated someone is, the faster that process can be. So hydrated. Uh, hydrate. Well, it, <laughs> okay, also, yeah. it also makes it easier to find a blood vessel to, to stick the needle into, doesn't it? If you're well hydrated, if you're dehydrated, yeah, it's a lot tougher. Yeah, very much so. And that, those are the biggest reasons. So the more hydrated you are with water, not coffee, but water, which makes things a little difficult for some of the corporate, uh, corporate culture that we have, um, it is easier for the phlebotomist to find the vein. And also your, your blood is a little on the thinner side, so it comes out a lot faster too. And the reason I bring up that coffee element is we have got a lot of loyal uh, partners with uh, different companies within Alberta that donate quite regularly. Except when you talk to these donors, they, they say afterwards, well, I wasn't feeling so good. And then when you ask those follow-up questions like, well, did you eat before your donation? What did you have today? They say, well, all I had today was coffee and water. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really not a good thing that you're doing to your body. So we tell people whether or not it's your first donation or your 51st donation, to make sure you're well hydrated, make sure that you've got some food in your system and you've had some good sleep the night before. You basically want to be uh, in a position where your body feels good. Seamus, I was curious about what what do you do to be flexible in order to, you know, some people you said it's just not top of mind for them unless they're specifically involved or affected by it. But it's also a matter of people say, you know, why am I supposed to take time away from work? Uh, do Do you try to find ways to make it more convenient for people to be able to get an appointment that works for them? Absolutely. So the thing with uh, making appointments is we have a lot of same-day appointments. And one of the facts that we have is people are making appointments, but sadly, they're just not showing up for them. So the downside is that when, let's say, uh, Daryl, when you wake up tomorrow and you're like, you know what, i got a couple of hours between 2 and 4, I'd like to go and book an appointment. Well, you're looking for those appointments specifically, but there's none to be found. But the reality is between 2 and 4, people just aren't showing up. So that's why those same-day appointments are, are, are very useful. And in order to book your appointment, we, we do give people a, a number of different options. Uh, the, the best way to do it now is, is online at blood.ca, but we also have the Give Blood app, which is very user-friendly. And a lot of donors like this app because it has a lot of information on the app. Uh, for example, it will tell you when your next appointment is or how long it took you to donate blood last time because we have a lot of people out there that have friendly competitions between each other on who could donate blood the fastest. And obviously, if you do want to book an appointment, but you want to talk to, let's say, a nurse beforehand, because you do have some medical type of questions uh, that you need specific answers for, we always encourage people to give us a call at one triple eight two donate, which is one triple eight two three six. 6283. Now, with uh, the companies that we work with, a lot of them, actually, not all of them, but a lot of them, will give uh, employees company time to donate. We do have a, um, a program out there called Partners for Life, 
where companies will make a pledge to donate a certain amount of units of blood in a calendar year, and they'll make group appointments to come and do it together. It's a great team-building exercise, and uh, we find it very successful, especially in the world of social media. Because these companies will uh, will make these group appointments, they'll come to our clinics with, let's say, branded materials on. So if they've got a logo, they're wearing <laughs> company shirts, and they'll take these pictures, they'll send it to us, we'll post it on our social media, we'll tag them, they'll do the same, and it's an easy, uh, efficient way to to promote the need for blood and the fact that we have so much amazing community support. Seamus, there's a couple of texts coming in on on our text line regarding diabetes and being able to um, donate. And there's a there's a really great uh, frequently asked questions or you know medical uh, list on uh, blood.ca where people can go in and find the answers to the questions about okay, I have diabetes, can I donate? I, I'm I'm going to urge, and I suspect you are urging people to go there and find out as well. Absolutely, and I'm glad that you brought that up because we do have something on our website at blood.ca called the ABCs of eligibility. So if you just scroll down to diabetes and click on the, uh, the link there, they'll tell you exactly what sort of uh, parameters yep. um, that, that you can or cannot donate on. Same with travel. For those people that have done some traveling, now that we can go back to traveling, they're curious whether or not the country that they're visiting or just came back from is uh, what is deemed a malaria risk zone. For example, if someone went to Cuba and they want to know, well, I've, I've been back for a week, can I donate blood? All that information can and will be found online at blood.ca. Seamus, we're going to leave it there yeah. <laughs> this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We sure appreciate it. Again, going to urge everyone to go to blood.ca for more information. But 10,000 appointments need to be booked in the Edmonton region here in the next little while. Thank you for this. Well, thank you for your support. Okay. Yep, take Bye-bye. care. Seamus Neeson joining us. He's the Territory Manager for Canadian Blood services. I did a quick look. There's a bunch of appointments available starting right around noon today. So if you want, off you go. Uh, mm. We're back in just a flash here. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Six nineteen on this morning with Jalen and Daryl, the all new. Uh, because it is until we get at least past a year. Uh, Morty's here too. Uh, <laughs> I, was I think it's like two years. We're just going to keep making going. a year get past. Uh, got to got to get at least there before it becomes old and moldy instead of all new. Uh, checked also Who are you on calling old and moldy. I said before it oh, the okay. the entity that is. <laughs> well, I'd be more likely to call myself old and moldy to tell you the truth. So oldy moldy and crusty. And, uh, sometimes, sometimes. No, I was saying for me. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm crusty. No. no, no, no. No, no. Never. All right. Sweetness and light. Oh, yeah. Sweetness and light. <laughs> yeah, just sprinkle fairy dust as I walk Spread in the room. sunshine wherever you go. <laughs> She's a unicorn. It is uh, 620. Uh, just when you thought um, getting around the city of Edmonton. Oh. Couldn't get any worse. Oh. Here we go, my friends. Especially if you travel 
uh, the southwest leg of the Anthony Henday. You've been dealing with it on the weekends. Well, guess what? This is our white whale for Jalen and I. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Shay has his white whale of being the uh, the railway crossing on mm-hmm. 50th Street. For us, it's the Southwest Henday Bridge construction, which has been underway for 17 years now. <laughs> and so coming up for an entire, for pretty much an entire month, uh. they're going to be going down to one lane each direction, what they've been doing on the weekends. So you know what kind of a mess it's been mm-hmm. on the weekends. That's the way it's going to be going for a month. A month! From June 23rd to June 30th, the westbound bridge will be closed. Traffic will be routed to the eastbound bridge for two-way traffic. And then from July 1st to July 10th, the eastbound bridge will be closed and traffic will be rerouted to the westbound bridge for two-way traffic. So the gong show that is the weekends there is now going to be Mm -hmm. a a seven-day-a-week thing. FYI, heads up, just so you know. And here's Don't. what's interesting is a lot of people who are heading, um, uh, what the would be southbound, um, they try to come up, they try to bypass some of the backed up traffic and they try to come up the ramp at Maskokisik and go over the Cameron Heights yeah, yeah, Bridge yeah. and then back down. You're bunging it up for all of us coming out of that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Because it just backs up. That just means just there's more lanes to back up. All the way up. So, so what, what, what are the routes? We're trying to figure out what are the other routes. There's, you still have to cross the river. That's the issue. You have to get across the river. And in that area, the only place to get across the river with a vehicle is either going to Devon... Mm-hmm. Or you take the Southwest Henday, or you go up to the White Mud. Those are your choices. So that's what it was. So I had a, a pedicure appointment at Bliss Yoga Spa on the weekend, which <laughs> normally I would fire down the Henday, go up to uh, Rabbit Hill Road, tickety boom. I ended up having to go all the way up to the White Mud, mm-hmm. all the way there, and all the way back around. We had to go to Sherwood Park on the weekend. That was fun. Yeah, because suddenly you're, 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 well, then you just have to take white mud, which also yes. means those volumes, those enormous volumes of yeah. traffic on Henday are just going to get bounced over to white mud. And, and there's been construction on white mud, too. And That's white so mud's slower, too, right? Yeah. It's 80K compared to 100. And then, yeah. well, we, we, you remember the days before the Henday, the white mud parking lot, mm-hmm. continuously, constantly. The Henday was, is a brilliant, it's a great road, but it should have been bigger. And it, it yeah. should have been done right and, first. And but, it. you know, people just had no idea we're going to grow that much. Well, that's supposed to be your future-looking jobs. <laughs> I get that uh, we need to get this done. It just... Uh, it's just so it's it's so frustrating. It's well, a month? Virtually a month. So yeah. near the end of that month, they're going to put another release. That Probably. Says, um, we're just a little bit just behind, so we're just really extending that for another two weeks. A little bit more to go. Well, they had it all shut down mm. this weekend, but because of the rain, there was... No could, work being done on do it, but they still had it shut down. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was nobody working on it, and it was still shut down. Uh, I did see earlier that that part of the bridge should be mostly done by the middle of the summer, and then the whole project should be done by September. So maybe maybe this is, is, is three to four weeks worth of pain to just- get the darn thing done. This is the final push. Maybe this is just the final push. Go so get it, guys. Suck it out. Uh, it's, you know, so it's it's over a year behind schedule. The province, the most recent <laughs> uh, note that I saw was the bridge work should be complete by mid-July, so after mm-hmm. this bunch, and then the whole widening project is uh, supposed to be done by September. So yeah, this is just, it's the final push. 
It's a final countdown. Four lanes going to one. It's a bottleneck, I believe they call that. Pack your patience. I never, I never go on the Anthony Henday, so I'm... There you go. Well, rarely go on the Anthony Henday. You'll find your own white whale So I'm just going to watch you guys boil about it. Just spin.